Okay. Uh, now, what's interesting when you read the Bible, do we read it because, you know, God says, you have to read my word. Or we read his word because it's factual and that we see people's real names, maybe perhaps the Lord's saying, that could be for me too. Well, of course, it's the same God. What you see here that happens to Joseph, it's yours as well. Anyway, as you know, Joseph was, um, um, he wound up being vice president, shall we say, in Egypt. Uh, so here we go. These are all, that's why the, the guys that put the scriptures together, the books here, they placed them best they could uh, in uh, a almost perfectly chronological order. So here you go, Exodus here. Uh, and notice it starts out with chapter 1, the list of the sons of Jacob. Well, of course, Joseph was one of them. He'll be listed right here in a moment. But anyway, uh, Reuben, Sibion, Levi, Judah, all these. These are the 12 tribes. Okay. And it also tells you the total number that uh, uh, Joseph was already there was 70. That was their wives and their kids and all this kind of stuff. Okay. Now, it says, In due season, Joseph and each of his brothers died, ending that generation. Meanwhile, their descendants were very fertile, increasing rapidly in numbers. There was a, variable, a, ver a veritable population explosion, so that they soon became a large nation, and they filled the land of Goshen. Okay. Now, remember, they're in Egypt. This is going to be the story as we see the Israelites come out of Egypt. Pharaoh, let my people go. But look at the background of all this. Now, um, look at this. Then, eventually, a king, Pharaoh that is, came to the throne of Egypt who felt no obligation to the descendants of Jacob. Now, well, before we go into the trouble here, look at what was going on. They did feel an obligation in Genesis here, the very last chapter, when Jacob died, all of Egypt went into mourning. They even named a town, the town of the Egyptian mourners, because they hauled a big funeral procession. They hauled Jacob, the old man, all the way back to where Abraham was buried, and Isaac was buried, and Sarah was buried. All these, I mean, this is the biggest fairy tale ever, if it's not the truth. But it is true. Names, places, and details, and all this kind of stuff. And we're fixing to see the guy named Moses, and I'm sure nobody in here knows what the word Moses means. I didn't either. You have to remember these things. It's not like arithmetic, two plus two. Those are pretty easy. You worked on them hard. But I had forgotten too, but uh, we'll see in a minute what Moses means, okay? But, but you get this by refreshing the, these things in your memory. But anyway, no obligation. Wait a minute. All this time prior to, boy, the Pharaohs obligated themselves to bless the Israelites. This was fantastic. And that's what's going to happen in your life. Wow. Okay. So anyway, he told his people, these Israelis are becoming dangerous. There's so many of them. Let's figure out a way to put an end to this. Now remember, the Egyptians worship the sun. Now they're going to want to do a mass suicide of what? We'll just kill the men and that'll take care of the rest of them. Go figure that one out. We'll keep the, we'll keep the women. Yeah. We know what's up with that. Let's figure a way to put an end to this. If we don't, wars are going to break out, and they'll join our enemies, and they'll fight against us and escape out of this country. So the Egyptians made slaves of them and put brutal taskmasters over them to wear them down under heavy burdens. Now, in just a minute, we're going to see a scripture that God heard their troubles. Now, come on. What do we get out of this? I don't care what you're going through right now. Tell the Lord you're having troubles, and he'll get you out. What a rescue plan. Anyway, here comes some more fables. Look at this. Yeah, there's a big one right there. We've never heard of that. Ramses? Oh, no, nah, fable. It's not a fable. Gee, 
They were building that place. So anyway, they put heavy taskmasters on them, heavy burdens while building the cities of Pithom and Ramses, a supply center for the king. Uh, but more than the Egyptian, uh, excuse me, but the more the Egyptians mistreated and oppressed them, look at this, the more the Israelis seemed to multiply. Praise the Lord. And nobody going to put you down. They're not. The Egyptians became alarmed and made the Hebrew slavery more bitter, forcing them to toil harder and harder. Woo, it's getting bad. Anyway, and they were had to work long, hard in the field, heavy, heavy burdens, mortar and brick. Then Pharaoh, king of Egypt, instructed the Hebrew midwife. Now watch this. Just kill them. Their names were... Now what do we do? What do we need to know the names for? Because it actually happened. Wow, we'll just call her Sharon, you know, and Patty. Anyway, it was Shipperah or whatever and Pua. To kill all the Hebrew boys as soon as they were born. Oh, but let the girls live. But the midwives, notice this, they feared God. I'm telling you, if, if, if people have a private meeting wanting to kill you, don't worry about it. The angels are working behind the scenes. They're working. Don't, they're, no weapon formed against you will prosper. Remember that? Isaiah told us that. But the midwives feared God, didn't obey the king. They let the boys live too. The king summoned them before him, demanded, Why have you disobeyed my command? And let those baby boys live. Now <laughs> look what they said. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, she said, well, the Hebrew women, they have their babies so quick. They're not slow like the Egyptians. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, God blessed the midwives because they were God-fearing women. Now, what does that mean? God bless you. God bless you. It's more than that. It's your wallet. It's your health. It's everything. I'm telling you. Mm, just fantastic. Anyway. So the people of Israel continued to multiply and become a mighty nation. Now wonder why that is. Because of God's promise to Abraham. And remember, that promise belongs to you. Jesus said so. And of course, why are we reading it? I mean, okay, they had a great time. They were okay. But God, I got troubles. No, I look at this and I see that picture of Jesus. Revelation chapter 3. Oh my goodness. He's talking about us. As a matter of fact, speaking of that, let's jump just a moment and make sure we can uh, pull some of this stuff about... Uh, um, about Moses for us. In Romans, this is right after Jesus already went back to heaven. Well, let's see what we got here. Yeah, look at this. Look at this. And we know that Adam's sin was what caused this because although, of course, people were sinning from the time of a fable to another fable, it wasn't a fable. Whoops, excuse me. Uh, oh, let's see. I, I went up, yeah. There it is. From the time of Adam to Moses. Well, you shouldn't say that because we don't know. Yes, we do. We have all the details. Wow. From Adam to Moses? Woo! Let's jump to the end just a moment. The very last book of the Bible just so happens to be the, uh, it's fifth chapter two. Fifth or fifth? Ah, hang on. I have to go by my memory here. Uh, let's see. Oh, there it is. Yeah, look at this. And they were singing the song of Moses. Somebody who never existed. Well, yes, he did. <laughs> Notice what that song was about. Great and marvelous are your... It should be diddings. He did them. That's a typo. No, it's doings. He's going to keep doing it. Praise the Lord. Okay, now let's go back and see what he did. So, wow, all this pressure had just hit uh, the Israelites. Boy, they were in trouble, and they were just being so blessed like crazy. Now, now these guys are trying to kill them. Oh, my goodness. So anyway, uh, fate, now look what they did here. Uh, let's see. 
Then Pharaoh commanded all the people to throw the newborn Hebrew boys in the Nile. I mean, sometimes if we don't read the story, we go, you know, God was a little rough with Pharaoh. He was rough with him. Oh. Hello? Now, remember, Pharaoh, they worshipped the sun god. They also had a river god, too, or whatever. They threw their kids to the fire. I mean, through the water, too. Something. But this was massive here. Well, guess what? Here comes Mo. There were at that time a Hebrew fellow, girl of the tribe of Levi, uh, who married and had a family. Levi, oh, I'm spiritual. I've been in Sunday school. Yeah, the Levites, yeah, that's the priesthood. The word Levi, remember we already looked. His mama named him Levi because it meant attached. Nothing terrific about that. She had a husband who didn't love her. And she said, I'm going to name him Levi because this is my, I think it was her third kid. And she said, well, my husband's going to love me now. Maybe this is a woman that had lovely eyes, but her sister was a knockout, you know. Okay. <clears throat> so nothing special about that name, other, but there is something special about everybody. Okay, that's the point here. But anyway, uh, look at the family tree. Wow. A baby son was born to them. When the mother saw that he was an unusually beautiful baby, nothing wrong with having beautiful babies. I mean, the Bible says, that's a beautiful baby. Well, let's be politically correct. They're all, <laughs> look, this guy was, Look sharp. She hid him at home for three months. Then when she couldn't hide him any longer, I mean, come on. I mean, it's hard to keep a baby from crying. She made a little boat. Now, remember why? Because everybody, <laughs> I smell a little boy, somebody's crying. And probably had rewards, you know, a little money. Throw that Hebrew child in the, in the river, you get $100, whatever. God. Well, she made a little boat. Uh, waterproofed it with tar. Put the baby in it and laid it among the reeds along the river's edge. The baby's sister watched from a distance, see what would happen. Well, this is what happened. A princess, Pharaoh's daughters, came down to bathe in the river. And her maids were walking along the river bank. She spied the little boat among the reeds and sent one of her maids to bring it to her. She opened it, and there was a baby. Oh, he was crying. Touched her heart. He must be one of the uh, Hebrew children. Well, yeah, hello. Whose mom would ever put him out there? Then the baby's sister approached the princess and asked her, uh, shall I go find a Hebrew woman to nurse the baby for you? Now, before we go any further, you know what's happening here. This is like fantastic. Look, well, yeah, God's going to do the same thing for you. So the princess said, yeah. So the little girl rushed home and what? Called her mother. Can you imagine that? She's thinking, oh, times are so bad. Times are so bad. But of course, everybody's praying like, man, I knew she was. And all of a sudden she goes, her, her daughter says, guess what, Mom? You're not going to believe it. Pharaoh's daughter came down there, fell in love with, because they hadn't even named this child yet. Anyway, uh, and said, she wants you to take care of it. Wow. Now you've got the protection of the king. Wow. Anyway, take the child home and nurse him for me. The princess instructed the baby's mother, I'll pay you well. Hello, hello. I tell you, this poor, broke Jesus stuff is, is nothing but baloney. Don't ever believe that. Don't ever believe that. Anyway. Later, when he was older, she brought him back to the princess and became her son. Look at that. Here's his name. Named him Moses, meaning what? To draw out, for she'd drawn him out of water. Well, we learned that, didn't we? Anyway, one day, many years later, Moses, grown up, become a man. He went to visit his fellow Hebrews and saw the terrible conditions they were under. Well, during his visit, he saw an Egyptian knock a Hebrew to the ground, one of his own Hebrew brothers. Moses looked this way and that. Nobody's looking. He killed him. The next day he was out visiting the Hebrews again. He saw two fighting and said, hey, what are, you, what, are you, what are you scrapping for? What are y'all fighting? Who are you 
they demanded. I suppose you think you're our prince and judge. Do you plan to kill me as you did that Egyptian yesterday? Boy, when Moses realized his deed was known, he was frightened. Sure enough, when Pharaoh heard about about it, he ordered Moses arrested and executed. Oh my goodness. Moses ran away in the wilderness of Midian. And while he was there beside a well, seven girls who were daughters of the priest of Midian came to draw water. Uh, Anyway, their water troughs for their sheep. But the shepherds chased the girls away. Moses came to their aid and rescued them from the uh, shepherds. Uh, When they returned to their father, we'll just call him Robert, rule here, he asked them, how did the flocks get watered so quickly? And his daughter said, well, some Egyptian defended us (laughs) against the shepherds. They told... uh, they told him, he drew water out for us and watered the flocks. And he said, well, where is he? The father demanded, did you leave him there alone? Invite him to come home. So he goes to their house and he winds up giving, uh, uh, giving one of his daughters to Moses to be his wife. Name was Zipporah, like a lighter, whatever. Anyway, they named her, look at this. Uh, she had named, uh, anyway, they had a baby son named Gershom, meaning foreigner. He said, for I am a stranger in the land. Now, I'm going to speed ahead just a moment because there's some fantastic stuff's going to happen, but it has to do with this right here. Let me skip to, um, let me see where it is. They're already out. Uh, let's see. They left. Uh, yeah, look at this. Okay. Now, this, this was not a long time frame. This was like probably six months. Word soon reached Jethro, that's his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, about the wonderful things God had done for his people and Moses. Now at this time, Moses, they had already got out of Egypt. But watch this. Jethro took his wife Zipporah to him, for he had sent her away, along with Moses' two sons. Two sons, wait, where did the other one come from? Gershom, meaning foreigner, and when he was born, I have been wandering as a foreigner in the land. Look at this, the second one. Eliezer, look at this, meaning God is my help. Now, what do you mean by that? For Moses said at his birth, God of my fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, was helper and delivered me from who? See, Pharaoh wanted to kill him. He said, the God of my fathers was my helper and delivered me from the sword of Pharaoh. I tell you, you can hear things go bump in the night or you could be worried about going to a gas station or, or something, I mean, terrorism, whatever. And let me tell you, the Lord's going to take care of you. The Lord will take care of you. He will. Now, so I just wanted you to know that, wow, he delivered me from the sword of Pharaoh. Okay, let's go back here and see what happens. All right. So, anyway, so now we've got uh, Moses fled for his life. Okay. Anyway, several years later, the king of Egypt died. The Israelis were, boy, it was getting worse and worse. And they wept bitterly before the Lord. Look at this. He heard their cries from heaven. Well, God don't ever hear me. Yes, he does. Look at that. And remembered his promise. See, it's not about you being such a goody, goody, goody. The groundwork's been laid. God will do this for you because he promised it to Abraham. Amazing. Amazing. You see, Richard, yeah, but I'm not a Jew. I'm not a Jew. Okay, I know. I had to learn this too. I'm not a Jew either, but guess what happened? Look over here. What, what was, this was written by a Jew, and he told us what he said. Look what he says. And now that we are Christ, we are true descendants of Abraham, and all of God's promises to him belong to us. That's why these people put our Bible together. 
That's why we have an Old Testament and a New Testament. That's why every time you read something in there and you see, woo, look how Daniel got out of the lion's den. He'll do it for you. Praise the Lord. We're part of that. Praise the Lord. Remember, the, Jesus was riding that donkey coming into Jerusalem. And all these kids were screaming, you know, Hosanna, Hosanna. Well, the religious people got mad. Tell them to shut up. And Jesus said, I tell you, the rocks will cry out if they don't, you know. Oh, wow. <clears throat> and even John the Baptist said, God's able to uh, turn these rocks into children of Abraham. Because they were all saying, well, we're children of Abraham. Okay, let's get back to this, see how far we can get. Okay, so he's all married up now. And God says, you know what, looking down upon them, he knew that the time had come for their rescue. Wow. Chapter 3. Now remember, this is not like months and months later. No, this was just a few days later after, he's, after he'd fled. One day Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law, Jephro, the priest of Midian, at the edge of the desert near Horeb, the mountain of God. Suddenly, the angel of Jehovah appeared to him as a flame of fire in a bush. The burning, fiery bush. We're here, okay. When Moses saw the bush on fire... And that it didn't burn up, he went over to investigate. Then God called out to him, Moses, Moses, who is it? Moses asked, don't come any closer. God told him, take off your shoes. You're standing on holy ground. I am the God. Look at the phrase of your fathers. I mean, one day I'm going to pass away. Dustin's still going to be here. I'm going to be here a long time. I'm going to see his kids and his kids' kids. But, you know, it's, it, what's the God of my dad? That's all they're saying. Wow. Moses covered his face with his hands, for he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have seen the deep sorrows of my people in Egypt, and I've heard their pleas for freedom from their harsh taskmasters. I've come to deliver them from Egypt and to take them out of, look at this, out of Egypt into a good land, a large land flowing with milk and honey, the land where the Canaanites, he names these people, they're all descendants from one of Noah's sons, actually, oh, oh, Ham. Yes, the whale of the people... Oh, has, oh, of Israel has risen to me from heaven, and I've seen the heavy taskmasters, the Egyptians. Now I'm going to send you to Pharaoh, demand you let him, let him go. Now, <laughs> now remember, he named one of his boys after God has saved me from getting killed by Pharaoh. I don't want to go back there. I'm not the person. Now you know why he said that. God said, I will say, look, this is so good. You got to catch this. Now, look, he has to he emphasize that. I wish I was an English teacher. I could tell that. So I, I, it's not a pronoun, but whatever. It's a, that she's emphasizing here. I will certainly be with you. And this is the proof that I'm going to be the one who is sending you. When you have led the people out of Egypt, you're going to stand right here. And of course, that happened about, about, mm, about a month and a half later from here. You're going to worship God right here on this mountain. Moses said, if I go tell the people of Israel and tell them that the God of my fathers is said, they're going to say, what God are you talking about? Now you can see how far we have gone. We got idols. We got all kinds. Of, they're worshiping the zodiac. Egypt worshiped the sun. Well, God says, the sovereign God, the really only God, just say, I am has sent me. Yes, tell them Jehovah, the God of your ancestors. See, they would know. That is a miracle to take Joseph, a slave, all the way to second to Pharaoh. That God is the God you're talking about. Anyway, he says, uh, the God of your Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob sent you. This is my eternal name to be used throughout generations. He says, call the elders of Israel. I mean, God knew what he was doing. Get everybody together and tell them about Jehovah appearing to you in the burning bush. Uh, I visited my people and I've seen what's happening there. I promised to rescue them. Da, 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 da. Okay. 
Going to take them to a land flowing with milk and honey. Notice, not going to take you to a land full of poverty. I mean, gee whiz, please. Anyway, the elders are going to accept your message. And he says, you're going to have to go before Pharaoh and tell him, the God of the Hebrews has met with us, instructed us to go three days journey in the desert to sacrifice. Give us your permission. But anyway, notice this. I know that the king of Egypt will not let you go except under heavy pressure. And I'm going to give him all the pressure he needs. <laughs> now, don't forget, he was killing their kids. And also, he's made them slaves. And God promised Abraham, I'll bless those that bless you and I'll curse those that curse you. We, we have such a free ride. All we have to do is just trust the Lord. I will destroy Egypt with miracles and then at last, he's going to let you go. And I'll see to it. Now, look at this. I mean, we, we, we just, sometimes we as Americans and our Christianity, we're just, we, we think we're Mennonites. We think we're Amish. So we, we'll take the electricity. We'll take the cars. And, but we think God has nothing to do with this. Oh, he's got everything to do with it. Look at this. Wow. I will see to it. Now, who will? He said, I will. That the Egyptians load you down with gifts when you leave. Now, why do I want to know that? Well, one reason. <laughs> I was looking for a job. Man, I tell you what. I got a job. Praise the Lord. I got a job based on knowing what the Bible says. Knowing that he's the same God today. Anyway, we're going to have to stop. But watch this. By no means. Well, that's pretty bold. Will you go out empty-handed? Every woman will ask for, now, please, don't get excited about jewelry. You can do without it. Well, I know you can do without it, but I kind of like it, you know. I like my little Alabama belt. I like my watch here. I like my cell phone. Nothing wrong with that. This stuff is not getting between me and the Lord. If it did, he'd have a little talk with me. I mean, it's... We, we, sometimes we think that you can't have one without the other. No, the Bible says you can't love God and money, you know. <clears throat> All right. But you can love God and still have money. Absolutely. Praise the Lord. Wow, every woman. Look at that word every. Everybody. Will ask for jewels, silver, gold, and the finest of clothes from her Egyptian master's wife and neighbor. And they'll clothe your sons and daughters. Now, this happened in about two weeks later. That's the time frame, about two weeks later. And two weeks later, they were already across the Red Sea. You will clothe your sons and daughters with the best of Egypt. Wow. Now, I'm going to stop here, but we're going to hit this just real quick. It won't take long. Watch this. Moses said, they're not going to believe me. They won't do what I tell them to. They'll say, Jehovah never appeared to you. What you got in your hand there, Moses? Shepherd's rod. Throw it down. Threw it on the ground. You know what happened. <laughs> Dead gum. Still make you jump. It's a snake. Woo! It became a serpent. Moses ran from it. Then the Lord told him, grab it by the tail. Now, Lord, you're, you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'd never grab it. I saw one the other day. I was mowing grass. It a big old black snake. And I went by it one time. I showed it to Chaz, too. And Chaz went over there. And I still was leery of it. It was dead. It already been killed. <laughs> I thought, it ain't been moving none. It was dead. Grab it by the tail. And it became a rod again. Do that and they'll believe you. <laughs> and actually, that's what, that's what he did. The Lord told Now remember when he went to Pharaoh and did this, all their stupid little magicians did the same thing. They threw theirs down and theirs became snakes. But what did Moses' rod do? What did his snake do? It ate up all theirs. Boy, that'd been awesome. 
Suppose you now Moses is still. You're going to see how scaredy cat he is. But what's so funny is, remember the Lord's blessing Moses like He's going to bless you. He didn't want to go, and finally, God, you're going to see in a moment that He said, "Take Aaron with you." Oh, the Lord was upset with him. Like I mean, I'm going to take care. Of my, I'm going to take care of Pharaoh for you. But Moses was worried. Now you can understand because they wanted to kill him years ago. But anyway. Then the Lord said, grab it by the tail. Okay, do that and they'll believe you. And notice the Lord said, that ain't, that ain't all. Watch this. Look what he says. He said, they will realize Jehovah, the God of their ancestors, here it is again, appeared to you. Now reach your hand inside your robe in your chest. He said, Moses, take your hand stick it in. He stuck it in there. He pulled it out like skin cancer, leprosy, okay? Uh, when he did, he took it out again and it was white with leprosy. Man, gross. Put it back in. Shoved it back in. And when he did, took it out, it was normal. He said, look at the Lord. If they don't believe that first miracle, they'll believe that second one. And they did. They did all in about two days. Two days from here. If they don't believe the first, they'll believe the second, the Lord says. These two signs. Then take the water from the Nile, pour it on the dry land. It's going to turn to blood. That was the first one. Oh, I'm not a good speaker. I never have been. I, I'm, I'm not now, even, even though you spoke to me, for I have a speech impediment. Oh, brother. Look what the Lord says. Who makes mouths? Isn't it I? Who makes man so he can speak or not speak or see or hear? Now go ahead, do as I tell you. And Look at that. I will help you speak well. Oh man, Moses, oh please. Lord, send somebody else. Boy, the Lord got angry. All right, your brother Aaron's a good speaker. He's coming to look for you, which was amazing. He's still in Egypt. Moses is, I guess, like from Huntsville to Florence. And when he comes, he's going to be happy to see you. I'll tell him, he's, anyway, what he says here, he says, I'll, I'll tell you what to tell him and will help both of you speak well. And I will tell uh, you what to do. He'll be your spokesman to your people. Now, what's funny, when you read this story, it's almost like Moses and Aaron are there and Aaron's been doing it. And finally, Moses is like, I can handle it now. <laughs> I mean, Moses is on a roll because he realizes, praise the Lord, God's helping us. You'll be as a God to him telling him what to say. And sure enough, take the rod along so that you can perform the miracles that I've shown you. Anyway, Moses went home, tell his father-in-law, with your permission, I'm going to go back to Egypt, visit my relatives. Boy, that's bold because they wanted to kill him. I don't even know if they're still alive. Go with my blessing, Jephro said. Moses left Midian and Jehovah said to him, don't be afraid to return to Egypt. All those who want to kill you are dead. So that was on his mind. Okay. Wow. Look at this next phrase. And I'm going to stop here. We'll pick up with this next time. So Moses took his wife and sons and, and put them on the donkey and returned to the land holding tightly to the, <laughs> I'd be holding tightly to it too. You better not turn into no snake. <laughs> you know, whatever. Anyway, I'm telling you. But if you watch the time frame, it's the next day. It's the next day. Two days later, the next day. I mean, and boy, all ten of these things, it just wiped out. It wiped out uh, Egypt. And the other nations heard what was going on. And... and, and and what do we get out of this? The same God is with us. Just like this guy who said, oh, send somebody else. I'm not the guy. <sighs> Praise the Lord. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you that uh, these things that we've seen recorded, we've heard all our lives, the stories about Moses and whatever, these things are real. They took place. And so if they took place, praise the Lord, that if we're dealing with any kind of trouble or facing any kind of problem, you'll help us too. So, Lord, if we're not feeling good today, just like Moses' hand was leprous, he stuck it back in and was recovered, you'll re fix that. Any kind of problem we got, backache, earache, whatever it could be. 
Or if it's financial, we see you're blessing them financially. You'll take care of that. And if it's not even any of those areas, just some problem, we got to have a help, some help with it. You know, Lord, we trust you. You'll get us out. And that doesn't leave anything left but for us to write down our details of how great you've blessed us. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> well, praise the Lord. Happy Father's Day, all. Amen. Yeah, happy Father's Day. That's right.